Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 41 of the Photography Q&A podcast. All right, this week, what settings do I need to capture fast-moving subjects? I've got experience of this, so I'm going to ramble on for a little while. So what subjects do you consider fast-moving? So there's so many subjects you consider fast-moving. So to make it easier, we're going to start with the slowest, which is probably kids running. The fastest are going to be like racing motorcycles and cars, even planes. You go to some of these uh, air shows, you can uh, consider them extremely fast. Now, there is a huge difference in the speed of a kid running in your backyard to a 200-mile-an-hour motorcycle on a racetrack, but the technique is the same. There is a huge difference in speed, but the technique is going to be the same. So let's go through the settings. When you shoot in action shots, fast-moving subjects, you need to be concentrating on the actual subject, not on your camera settings. So aperture priority mode is perfect for this. Manual mode needs too much of your attention. You're going to be changing settings on the fly constantly. It's just, it, it, it can work. It can also screw up. So I'm advising you to go with aperture priority. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. The next thing you need to consider is how many pictures a second you're going to be taking. Now, most cameras nowadays have five frames per second burst rate. So you need a continuous drive mode or burst mode to capture these fast moving objects. You could opt for a single shot mode, but the high speed continuous is going to help you capture things that your eye doesn't see. So I'll give you an example of why it's so important. I was shooting a dog agility competition back in, I think it was 2009, and a little Jack Russell called Petey, I always remember his name, was doing the course with his owner. Dog's names I always remember, the owners not so much. I was waiting for him to take a sequence of jumps in front of me. And on the last jump, he clipped the top bar with his back legs. This threw his back legs up in the air. He ended up in a handstand position. So his front paws are on the ground. He's looking forward, but his legs are above his head. And at one point, his his feet were further ahead than his head. He was going to tipple over. But he kept his little legs going, his front legs going on the ground. And eventually got his back legs back on the ground. He'd got all four paws on the ground and carried on and he finished the course. So if I'd only been taking one shot at a time, I would have taken the picture of him hitting the jump with his back legs. And that that would have been all we had. But what I got was three really good pictures of him clipping the jump, his legs going way up. There was no way on earth I could have done that with a single shot. And uh, the five frames per second that my 30D camera body took three of them were real keepers and i was very pleased with it the funny thing is my 11 year old daughter mackenzie was with me she used to go on the evening once and i always used to kit her out with my second 30d body and i let her use the 17 to 55 kit lens because well i wasn't going to let her use my expensive ones so anyway she was sitting next to me when pete hit that jump and his legs went up and she got the exact same sequence as me but from further away because she had it at 55 millimeters, and I was using the 70 to 200. And at that point, I remember when she said, I got it too, and I looked at it, and there was a judge sitting near us, and she's patting my daughter on the back saying, oh, well done, well done. I was both humbled and proud all at the same time because there I am thinking I'm a superstar catching these things, and an 11-year-old kid sat next to me, got the exact same pictures but just further away. 
Anyway, yeah, humbled and proud. <laughs> anyway, shoot in high-speed continuous mode, a fast burst rate, and you'll capture all the action. You won't be wanting for anything. Next, aperture. Now, this is your depth of field. Your aperture setting is dependent on how far away your subject is from you and how deep the depth of field needs to be. So I want you to use photo pills. Now I rant on about this pretty much every second episode. I use it just for depth of field, but if you're going to be doing uh, pictures of the stars at night, it gives you information where all the stars are. It's incredible app and it's free, totally free. You can get it on your phone as an app or you can go on the website and have a look at it. Uh, again, it's called Photo Pills if you're going to search for it for your phone. All you need to do is put in your lens, whether it's a 50mm or you're using it at 55 on your kit lens, say, or 18 or 200, whatever you're going to be using. You put that in and you give it the distance from the subject and it will tell you what depth of field is going to be. So an example, if you shoot in a racing motorcycle, say from 60 feet away, 18 meters, with a 200 mil lens, you can use F4 because F4 will give you a depth of field of four feet, 1.2 meters, which is enough, four feet. You should be able to get the, the bike and the rider all in focus and everything else will be out of focus. When you're taking pictures of your kids running around from 10 feet, three meters away, with a 50 mil lens, you can use 5.6. This depth of field will be two and a half feet or 0.76 meters it works out at, which will work great also. Two and a half feet, yeah, you, you've got lots of room for error there. So understanding how the depth of field works and setting up your aperture is crucial to controlling your images. So use the Photo Pills app until you get the hang of it. After a while, you'll just look at it and think, you, you pretty much know. Next, we've got shutter speed. Now, shutter speed is the one thing that will freeze the action. To capture fast moving subjects, you're gonna need a fast shutter speed, but not always, and I'll cover this in a little while. To freeze a child running, you need a minimum shutter speed of 250, or maybe higher if your kid's a future Olympic athlete. For higher speeds like a motorbike, you would need something like 2000. Next, ISO. Always set your ISO as low as you can go. My cameras go down to 100, some other models go down to 64, and I believe some go down to 32. Just set it to as low as it'll go, but not on auto. Just put it down to as low as you can go. If you can't get your shutter speed high enough, you can turn your ISO up. Keep turning it up until the shutter speed is where you need it. This is easy in aperture priority because the only thing you're going to change in aperture priority once you've set your aperture and it stays the same all the time, you're just going to change your ISO. So you just click a button, turn a dial, and it'll allow you, by turning your ISO up, it'll allow the shutter speed to go faster. So we've got three shooting techniques that you can use. The first one, fast shutter speed, and we've covered that already. The shutter speed setting depends on how fast your subject is moving. The faster the subject, the faster the shutter speed needs to be. Like I said, a kid trotting around the backyard, 250th of a second, and a motorcycle or a fast car, at least 2,000. Next technique is panning. Panning is the technique where you follow the subject as it passes you. By using a slower shutter speed, the photos give you a feeling of movement and speed. The trick is to pan the camera at the same speed as your subject. Now, an example of that, if I was taking photos of a kid running, instead of a shutter speed of 250, I would use a 125. As a kid runs past me, I follow them, and I'll be taking pictures all the time. So as you put your the focus point onto the kid, as they run by, you just keep your finger down. 
Now, because you're shooting a 125, the arms and legs might have a slight blur to them, but that's okay. The background is a smooth side-to-side -side blur, and it emphasizes the movement in the photo, and that is what some people are aiming for. Now, the next, we've got a combination of the two. Going back to my agility story, I used both high shutter speed and panning to get the sequence. So the background was blurred, but it wasn't as blurred side to side because I was using that faster shutter speed. And I've used this technique for shooting sports and action shots over the years, and it works great. So let's recap. You're going to shoot in aperture priority mode. You're going to use a high speed continuous shooting or burst mode. You're going to set the aperture for the correct depth of field needed. You're going to use a fast shutter speed or maybe a slower one if you, if you want that slower panning effect. And you're going to start with a low ISO setting. And you're going to turn the ISO up if the shutter speed isn't fast enough. And that is in aperture priority mode. And that's it. Very simple. Aperture priority mode, high continuous shooting mode. Set your aperture for the correct depth of field. Start with a low ISO and turn the ISO up if you need to get your shutter speed faster. And that's it. That's all there is to it. It's very simple. So get out there and do a bit of practicing. As you know, I'm doing this photograph a day. I'm up to 34 pictures. I think 36 needs to be done today, or 35 needs to be done today. Is it 35, 36? Anyway, I'm in the 30s. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. There's a link in the show notes. If you've got any questions, go on the Facebook group. I know that, again, links are in the show notes. And that's it. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Oh, and get out there and shoot some high-speed photography. All right, have a good one. Bye.